Welcome to Ma's Garage. I'm Kev. And I'm Crick. I'm Smokey. And today we're going to talk to you about commerce and currency. So grab a log and join us on the fire. <laughs> yeah, that was my uh, that was my crackling log fire impression. <laughs> Perfect. I'm beyond set. All right. Who would like to begin? So how much money do you guys make? <laughs> <laughs> Your social security number is? I think I make $52,000 a year. I'll be honest about it. We're allowed to yeah. talk about that. That's that's honestly said too. They say that like upper business is why you don't talk about your bed, about how much you make. Because it's if you talk gross. about how much you make, like then you're going to ask for more money. You're not going to be mad at Bill for making more money. You're going to be mad at your company because they're not paying you as much as Bill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I'm at like, I was at 40. I just stepped down. So it's going to be less, but I was around like 40 high forties. And I guess okay. it, if I, if I take my, my, take my hourly, my hourly. So my gross would be at like 30 with my full-time job. Uh, overtime on top of that, probably puts that at because it's not hundred percent guaranteed, but when I take advantage of it probably puts me at like closer to like 35, 37, give or take. And then my other job on the weekends is another like give or take two, four, like, like two, four, six, eight or so. So like give or give or take like eight, thousand eight to a thousand on top of that so i'm probably like just under 40 something like that i put you around 44 45 i think if you're 35 plus another oh yeah because if it's because if it's like if it's like eight to eight eight or eight or a thousand a month so and then that would be another like times out by 12 yeah like like on the the high side i guess like 12 plus the 37 well yeah it would put me like in like the mid 40s and that's at like ideal conditions everything prime because that's like so i guess some people do treat people different for like how much they make but i don't know like that's i guess not the people you want to associate with anyway but i don't know i mean i i used to felt like i kind of did that towards people who were wealthy i would have a kind of preset idea who they were but that's not always true either i recorded something on my voice recorder about that like money doesn't dictate your value like the amount of money you have doesn't dictate your value right it shouldn't dictate your value alone i feel like everyone knows how to make money everyone knows how to accumulate money but it comes down to what you do with that money that you've accumulated, that you've grown. Like if you're just spending it for the dollar or if you're like putting it in like investments or other abilities to make it grow more. If you're trying to do stuff to like help the community, if you're like doing stuff to like help your family, like just stuff along those realms. Well, it's it, all right. Yeah, it's it's the setting on top of that, because if you took someone who's on Wall Street 
would you, and you got stranded on a, on an Island trying to survive, would you rather bring someone who makes a bunch of money on wall street knows how to do that? Or someone who's like a forester who makes under $40,000 a year. Just it's well, mean, depends that, what you're invest your money alone, into. You have to look at the context of the question. Who's right. to say that this billionaire on wall street is also a forester they could in be, their spare true. time. That's and you don't too. know that they might actually know more than that forester because the forester has only committed themselves to one profession and like one way of doing things where the billionaire has all the money that they need, that they can do it however they want. They've learned all the different ways. Well, what, what about my kind of people okay. like, like what I'm thinking is like the things that I do, like I spend my money on random stuff, like 3d printer and the cricket, but I'm trying to find ways to make money from those things. So that's in a way investing in something, it's putting in my yourself. money into something. It's a in self a investment. Yeah. Like you're not putting into stocks. You could take the same money that you put into your cricket or put it, you could have put that couple hundred exactly. bucks into stocks because yeah. you're, you're believing in somebody else's idea who has an established foundation, but you're like, somebody goes, the, somebody goes to the casino is thinking the same thing. Like, well, stocks mm-hmm. are a gamble, so I can just go to the casino and gamble there and get more bang for my Absolutely. buck. Absolutely, it's more instant. I don't have to wait, and I don't have to do that. There's right there. a million and a half different ways for anyone to gamble at any time. Yeah. Like our our phones, you could literally do it through apps, or if you just want to play traditionally and go play some keno at the bar. So right. We're gambling on the economy or, too. Yeah, it's or you keep can, working. You can buy and sell stocks. It's, that's another you game can buy you can and sell stocks, on your phone. Mm-hmm. Or you can pump money into cryptocurrency. Like yep. there's a, just a multitude of different of, of different things. Like so the game has changed to spend your so money much. on your phone. And yeah. that's and that's why like more than 60% of America is in debt. Like because it's so easy to spend money and as soon as you have it, like it's nice to have and you just you prioritize what you need what you need to cover mm-hmm. well, it's too easy too like they had to start putting bans on stuff because there's a lot of stories where like five-year-olds and eight-year-olds were like charging thousands of dollars to their parents accounts because all you have to do is like oh yeah i want that skin i want that i want yep. that dot 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 which it's like there, that does need to have restrictions oh, it needs yeah. to have it like a five-year-old should not be able to have that access that's true. But then why? You know what I mean? Like we're like that goes back to I guess it's the freedom Did of choice. You have that like granted. No, but what I'm saying is is that we are so against that for kids, but we're like, oh yeah, adults go gamble. You know what I mean? Like that's acceptable. That's fine for you guys, even though that we know it's detrimental for children. But if you're marketing it towards adults, that's fine. You know what I mean? They should know better, kind of thing. It's like most of them. Well, don't. it's and it's also it's. I think it's more of like the conscience deal. Like you don't want the kid to gamble. You're like you want the kid to like invest. Or well, I'm sorry. Let me try. It. Let, me, you, let me use different words. You you, you don't want the kid. You don't want the kid to. You need the portfolio. You don't want the kid. You don't want the kid to gamble. You want the kid to like invest in themselves. Like that's you want them to use this, the resources on growing themselves so that when they're older, that they have a portfolio. Personal portfolio. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a resume. Exactly. Exactly. And then like granted, that's, that's kind of, that's the crazy thing about this world is that you have like 
10 and 12 year olds that know how to use like investing apps on the internet that have built portfolios. And like, I actually, like, uh, like a friend of mine actually had like, um, a client of hers that he literally is a day trading stockbroker at the age of 13. It's ridiculous. Yeah. There's millionaires from multimillionaires from Bitcoin who are like, who are like 15, 16 and mm-hmm. bought it with their allowances. And now are absolutely. Like and, it, and I mean, I mean, in his case, I feel for him lost his parents at a very young age, just basically right. been doing everything himself for the last like eight plus years. Like I get it through go- and, since and 13 last eight years. Jeez. OP going through a strife like that. Like you learn what adversity is and how to overcome it. Like I credit his work ethic and everything his spirit embodies. Right. But at the same time, like I kudos him for that hard work, but the fact that he just like, you know, his childhood is being robbed from, for the fact that he has to focus so much on money. You know what I mean? Like when he's so focused on money, he's not focusing on being a kid and building that and taking the world like what in. you were talking about. Yeah. Like he's not able to, to just go out and socialize and not have to think about and money for a he, minute. And he does sympathize with that. He's like, it is unfortunate that I didn't have like a childhood, but I look at it as that's one chapter that I'm not able to rewrite and I'm able to rewrite all the other ones because I have this ability. Right. And that's kind of the same with like child actors. It's like, it's great. Everybody thinks it's such a great thing. They're going to have all this money and all this setup, but they don't same thing. They don't have a childhood. That's where you see a lot of issues come from these kids who are child actors. Cause it's like all this money, all this fame, all this stuff right off the back. And you don't even know who you are yet. You know, like, and you throw money into the equation. And like, that's something I feel like we're running into now, at least myself is like the need to make money constantly stops me from pursuing the things that I enjoy and the things that I want to do for the rest of my life, because I'm caught up with needing to pay my bills. So it's hard to like dig, dig, dig a little bit deeper and find that energy to, you the know, things you enjoy. Yeah. Flush myself for the out. Reason to enjoy it. Right. No kidding. Cause you got to make that money and got to gotta keep up with that rat race. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's because we all have, like, we all don't own our stuff outright that we have to continue to pay to live in the spaces that we're, that we're, that we're living in. Like even just even, even people that do own their stuff outright still have taxes because yeah. it's on us soil. Right. You still have taxes and everything else. You have to pay money. Like, so that's where it just, it comes down to using a portion of your time towards handling your commitments, your priorities, using a portion of your time, handling your fun and your activities and using a portion of your time to grow additional income so that you're not reliant on just one stream. So that way you have more of a balance. And that's, I feel like what today's society has taught us with all these different abilities to be able to grow and accumulate money, that it gives us that ability to not be as dependent as punching in nine to five, working as much overtime as possible and just burnout structure, right? burning yourself out on a daily basis. 
well, it, that's like the, that's the structure we set up for it. You know what I mean? That's how to, that's how to survive in the structure that we've created. But that's where I feel like we need to like alter that structure too, because if we could help these people figure out what they enjoy from the get go and then help them find careers in that from the beginning, you know what I mean? Then the, you have people who are happy doing their jobs, you know, kind of what we're running into now where no one wants to work because they don't enjoy what they do. You know what I mean? And like, if you could mm-hmm. solve that from the beginning and help people figure out what they like to do, you know, like, well, even right now, a lot of people aren't working because it, they make more money to not work. So, but if you loved your job, that wouldn't matter. Like there's so many people I talk to who it doesn't, I, you're going to go to work, whether they pay you or not. Like you need for one, you need to work, you know, you need to be a part of your community. You have that like just need to, to contribute, but also too, if you love your job, like you wake up thinking about it, you're like, Oh, I got to get this done. Like if I owned a business, whether it pays me or not, I want to get it going. Well, and and of course, like when you own a business, that's a little bit different because like you can't just fire yourself and then you're automatically Hmm. eligible for unemployment. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. You can go bankrupt. So when, but... <laughs> when you own, when you own a business, it's a little it's a little bit different. Yes, you can go bankrupt. There's a bunch of other stuff with that. But teach their own. I like I know some people that they were really good at what they did for their careers, and then as soon as this benefit with unemployment happened, they're like, I'm actually going to go on unemployment. Um, you guys can do whatever you want, but like it was a, a joy learning who you got, like being able to work with you. And I wish you guys the best. And like they were on a they were on a track to be like a manager, like they were on a track to like do really good things. Like they were really good at what they did. But, and because they could make more money on unemployment, they just chased what was more beneficial to them at the time. You said it multiple times. That's what they were good at. It's not, it's not what you said they enjoy. You know what I mean? Just because you're good at it doesn't mean you enjoy it. Right. I mean, I guess I didn't know them to that level. They always appeared like they were enjoying what they were doing, but I guess that's also part of the sales game is being able to play that those different personalities and roles. Mm Got to keep people happy. You can't go in there looking like a grump and make sales. You have to be Mr. Cheerio <laughs> all the time. I think, was, I think I think she was still in school as well, or at least she was like getting ready to graduate. All right. So she was maybe. following another dream. She was trying to step up above that anyway. Some, you know what I, mean? I, don't, I don't know. And that's where I think I mean, it comes she, down I mean, to. She, like, I mean, she's not, the, she's not the only one. Like I have like other, like other, like other of my friends that it just, it made more sense. It's just like, we do a lot of work. That's just, it's just work. It's just passing by time and it's not something you believe it. And that's where when something shakes it, well, then of course you don't want it. If you can make more money doing nothing then why you want to do it. But if it's a passion, nothing's going to stop But you. even looking at that from the other point of view, like being like, like knowing that you have your priorities and your commitments, like pretty much paid for Cause you're getting the, 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 you're getting more money than you were getting than when you were working. And then that extra money that you're also receiving, like you can just basically do whatever you want with that. You can invest it or you can use it on resources to start a side business. Mm-hmm. You can use now you've it got on the a time fun to do toy. It too. Right. But that's, that's because you're not doing that thing in the first place. Like if that, you're not going to start a side business if the thing you're stopped doing is your passion. Your main. Yeah. What if, yeah. what if, you started the side business because you had more of an ability that 
the pandemic got you thinking in a different way that when you do return back to work and you are going full time, you still have this going in your in the in the back of in like the background. Like it's not the right. main thing, but it's an additional thing. Yeah, well, that's how it that, starts. And then you want that to overcome your main hustle that you don't enjoy doing. So then you've got too much time and income coming from the thing that you do enjoy doing. I mean, at the end of the day, it just, it comes down to spending your time doing what doesn't make you angry and what you actually like take value, take value of breathing air and doing. Yeah. And that also comes down to like the time delegation though, because like that 40 hours a week, anything you give more time to is going to come out better. So if every week you're having to chunk out 40 hours of time that you can't put towards your, your passion, you know what I mean? That's going to show in it. If you put an extra 40 hours a week into the thing that you're working on, it's going to be 40 hours better. You know what I mean? That's just more time. It's going to be better, more polished, more clean, more, you know, so you can still do both, but it's like, it's splitting splitting yourself a little bit, you know, ideally, or it's 40 hours of spinning your wheels and 40 more hours of spinning your wheels faster. Yeah. Or you're double dipping and just doing your side project traction eventually. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. just spinning and 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 spinning. And eventually someone's going to pull that lever out, but it's, eh, someone's got to pull that lever out. <laughs> well, that's where I think it's like, you know, that's where friends and stuff come in place because that's what happens here is like when we get caught up on something or we get in our head about this, it's like, I think I said this the other day, like I do better when I'm getting feedback from you guys on discord because it's that, yeah, like you said, I think we're not in, you're not in this alone. Like, and there's that feeling when your wheels are spinning and you're like, what, like I said, when I was working on sensical nonsense, I was like, why am I writing nonsense? Like, why am I writing just gibberish, like coming up with this? And it's like, I thought back to what you said about your aunt laughing about it and stuff like that. And it was just like, okay. Like other people helped encourage me to keep going because I, you know, when you get caught up inside your Positive own reinforcement, you have affirmation. That, uh, you, and you have that external validation, like right. that someone that says like they appreciate something that you're putting your efforts into like Gives attraction. Yeah. It might it, like just asking as an example, like say what you came up with. I didn't like it. Kev didn't like it. You showed it to your family. They didn't like it. What would you have thought about that? Um, I would have like appreciated the criticism. I would probably sit on it and think I need to work on it more. Like, I don't think I'd scrap it all together because for some reason it really painted in my head. So it was still like some idea, but maybe my idea is not being conveyed correctly. So maybe I can better interpret what I'm trying to say, or maybe I might try it on a different audience too. Like, definitely yeah. you have options. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't know if I would totally like can it. I don't know. It'd probably go on no, maybe I a def- far back burner, but I don't know. I, de- if I definitely it. would not expect you to can it. I would definitely expect you to still put thought towards it, but that's right. also kind of like you are, you are still, you are still self-consciously choosing to put the, that time, those effort, that creative energy and that thought towards that thing that so many people have given you opposition as opposed to putting it into something that other people have given you positive and reinforcement. Right. I, I mean, sometimes I can drive you too, because that happened with the show. I was telling um, one of my coworkers about it and they were like, uh, it's so hard to get views when you're trying to do something, you know, 
positive and uplifting. Like the only way to get views is if you do stuff that's like outlandish and counter um, counter thoughts and crosses arguments. And it's like, just saying that that this other platform doesn't really work well. And I was like, I don't care if it's slow and steady on tape care if it takes years, I'm going to do it this way because this is the way that I feel is the right way. I'm not going to like, it almost was like, I'll show you kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, tell me it can't work. I'm going to show you. I get that. I get that. can also be that burning or that drive. Because if you know, you know. I like that. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I can understand. And now, and that was criticism that you were receiving from a peer. And it wasn't even so much criticism because they give me positive reinforcement about the show, but they or, were I'm just, sorry. That was feedback that you feedback. were receiving from a peer. Yeah. They were just saying like, in general, this isn't going to work. Like that's not as so lucrative and things like that. So let's flip it. Let's say you receive an email from rat and link and they say what, what they said. And that's uh, your idol. That's now telling you that your process doesn't work. What do you say? Mm, that's harder because they're legitimized in, it, legitimized in it. But at the same time, I'm not trying to duplicate what they're doing. So they might not see no. the vision that I see. So it's like, I'd probably take it with a lot more weight, but I think I would still like either try to explain the thing that I'm trying to get across and maybe see how we can find a middle ground. But right. I don't you would, think you would I want would. to have a full understanding of like, like you, like you appreciate where they're coming from, but you also want to fully understand where they're coming from. Right. And I'd like to hear them out too, because they've been in the industry and they can be like, well, this is what we've seen. And I might not have to follow it, but now I have that knowledge of their experience to better interact with my future things. Right. More ones and zeros. (laughs) And at the end, and at the end of the day, it comes down to you receiving their feedback and using it however you want to. Like you don't just like do whatever someone tells you to do. Right. Which I used to you can only take what you take in and then form it into your own conclusions, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's just that's basically that is how a lot of the ways, like a lot of these like like the Reddit followings and like these, these, this, these, this younger crowd that follows these influencers and follows what these influencers are telling them to do. Like they're just basically blindly following what these people are saying because they see them as they have a reputable validation for what they're saying. Right. Right. They're experts in their fields. Well, and even that, like you're more apt to watch a video that has more views and more likes. Yeah. Like you're trusting the community to say this is a better video. And that's where it's hard getting started off in it too, because it's like, you know, they say follow the money and all this stuff. We haven't made a dime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we haven't Not made, we, we exactly. And that's the thing is it's like, if we were letting money be our incentive, we would probably given up by now. You know what I mean? Like, because it isn't, we don't know if we'll ever make a dime off this, but we do it because we enjoy it. And it's something that we already did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And one and day we're learning new things money. by doing it. Right. And, and that's the best thing that happens is like from things like that. Like that was like the Incredibles, the Incredibles, like was this story, like this dude had just like in his head that it was like, he just put into fruition because of all this past trauma, these experiences with himself. And he just like put it all out there and it became one of the like, Disney's like apex movies. Like, I don't know. You have to take that leap of faith in yourself, even if it money is not the end goal. Money is a byproduct. Money is a tool and a byproduct, in my opinion. It's not, it shouldn't be your end goal. 
Like that's not how it, you make the it most shouldn't money be the end goal, but it should just be a tool in gaining the end goal. Right. Budgeting item, right? Use tools for different scenarios. You need this to get to right. there. So and there's different tools. Tool required, yeah. And and it's like, and, and especially that. Like there's different tools, there's different ways. Like you can start your own business or you can even just flip things on the side. Like you can freelance, you can contract, like whatever you, you want e-books. to do. You can do, yeah. Re, yeah, you can yeah, read ebooks, you can create e- ebooks. We could we could have invested in our podcast by instead of video editing, we could hire a video editor and take money out of our own pockets to make it crisp and crisp and cream clean or we could do what we did and each try to learn how to do editing so we yeah. invested our time into our projects because we didn't have the capital and either way it's still going to make it better but we're going to fine you know tune I mean? we'll know more closely what we're looking for and what we how want to, to record see. yeah yep. like there's benefits that come from it but you can yeah there's different ways for payment you know what i mean and it's um kind of the same in community like if someone does something nice for you, you don't have to give a money transaction it's just that you know, do something good back, you know? Pass on that goodwill. Right. Sure. I ripped my toenail off yesterday and I said, oh, I'm glad it wasn't me. I said, well, it'll happen someday. Now you just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know when I said it, Man. but it finally came back and got me. This kid <laughs> is impressing me every single time I hear something. Right. He's five years old and he's got the mindset of a 13 year old. It's ridiculous, man. He's out with his brother too much. Jesus. That's, that's the fear though, man. Like this younger generation, because they grew up from womb to whatever age they are that like just surrounded by the electronics that we were not surrounded by when we were their age. Mm -hmm. What's that? What's the effect of that? Right. That's what I was just thinking. I can't wait for school to start. Video games are going to be way back. You are literally witnessing, living, and breathing the effect of that. That that you have these superhuman children (laughs) that are growing their intelligence at a highly increasing rate. We're going to reach singularity quicker than we ever imagined. They're exposed to more like. Un, that's what it is they are thoughts it's the exposure because right. they have it at their fingertips like mom and dad do that when we were kids mom and dad did not have it as at their fingertips as much well it's a different kind of exposure though too because back in the day the media that you got was by some big production company it was by a movie yep. or, or it was by or, the paper organization now you have everyday people telling you their thoughts oh, like we're doing now no one's telling us we can no one's telling us what we can say so you're you can more go find any channel of thought you're not being like media is very influencing and so and, like you have much more avenues for media I'm also discovering that a lot of people have their own way of reading news that like you recommend like a friend of yours to like hey this newsletter has like a, a referral program if you join and use my referral like it'll <laughs> help me towards like getting like merch and stuff and oh no i've already got my own way of like learning like this is something you could help me as a friend no i've already got my own way well i get that with news because news can be overwhelming depend especially the news agencies like some are definitely like very pushy very like what they decide to like broadcast like 
I don't watch the news and like, cause I've seen what it can do to people where I know, it can make I, you scared of the world. And I literally what you can barely, do like, this is a daily mm-hmm. email I get every single day and I don't even really read them every day. But when I, when I get around to it, like they're, they're short stories. And because it's electronic, it will take me to the website if I like click on the link and stuff. So it's like, right. like stuff that I really am interested in. Like that's how I kind of stay on top of like a lot of like the big topics and the bigger industries. I'm not political, but I'm aware of what's going on. Right. right. That's right. I'll kind of do it where I'll like, I don't know, at least I'm such in a social public where I'll be talking about stuff about stuff with people. And then when I hear of something I don't know about, then I'll start deep diving into it because I'm picking the media that I'm getting. I'm, I'm seeking out the source instead of having Absolutely. one side tell me it. I'm not like, Hey, this is a media source who's compiled all this and picked their side that they're going to kind of present it from. I'm going to go in and look at different articles, the science, what some different scientists say about it and things like that. And like make an informed decision instead of letting someone who's good at editing and good at production and good at like putting you well, in motion in yeah. another movie for you. Right. Right. And it's like, dude, just tell me, tell me the news. You know what I mean? Like, give me the facts and then let make me, let me make the decisions for myself. Is there anything? That's a, that's that's a lot of people. Though? A lot of people just give me all the information. Uh, let me make the decision for myself. Like, don't make the decision for me. I feel right. like everything's going to have some bias. Everybody like, has an opinion. Well, yeah, right? because you have your own personal bias. Well, even when you search out information, there's confirmation bias. So you're going to look at articles that more agree with what you, uh, nor you, you're pre-positioned to in the first place as well. So you have to be wary of that when you're searching out information that you're not just, yeah, confirming your what you already so want to believe. So is that creating like a bigger division based off of yeah. cookies? Cookies are dividing the country, dividing yeah, the world. The only way to combat that is to go and research all of the information against what you believe. Yeah, which is exactly. what you're supposed to do and like research the college topic. papers and stuff, right? I mean, you should, yeah, and that's that's literally what they teach you. They're like, you have your argument, you have your points of argument, but you also have to research like the counter argument because it's going to be brought up and you have to be prepared to answer for it. Yeah, well, and even you if you don't it? think there should be a counter argument, there is one. Mm-hmm. They will. There always is one. There is yep. always someone like that's literally the job of some people is to go opposite of what you are saying. And those are the people that you want to reach the most. You know what I mean? If people already under, agree with your point, then why are you trying to sell it to somebody who already agrees? You're trying to get your point out there and, and make it more consumable to people who may think differently. So if you understand them better, you can better speak to them because you're like, okay, and find that middle ground because maybe there is, maybe it's not so what you went in there trying to write the paper about in the first place either. Mm-hmm. It's two sides to every coin, but sometimes the coin lands on its side and stands up yeah. straight. Right. That's that thin line of where the truth probably is hidden. Exactly. Yeah. That's where I've thought about too, like how you do like an unbiased news. And it literally just be like fact, 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 fact. This is what well, we know. Change, don't that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Like what defines a f- like that would come down to like what defines the fact. Right. It'd have to be a history like, channel. What, and like we, yeah, that, that's basically like <laughs> yeah. Would, you have to do an after if fact. News, <laughs> it wouldn't be news at that point. Yeah. <laughs> if all news was history channel oriented, 
Uh, we'd have to do like that pre-crime, like um, that would be whatever the that end of is. all news. Oh yeah, Minority Report. <laughs> Minority Report, just so you can get your news, because it'll just sum it up for you after the fact. This is what actually happened. I feel like, and and that's what... why a lot of so a lot of people like I used to love the Daily Show back when John Stewart was on it, but I mean Damn. Trevor Noah, he's good. I just I don't I don't have cable anymore, so I don't like watch it as much as I used to. But I do watch like the clips of The Daily Show with Trevor Noah and stuff like I, the day the Daily Show is just one of my favorite shows because it's satire with news. Like right. it gives me my news, but then it makes fun of it at the same time. It's yes. like last week tonight. Same thing. John Oliver, who came from the yeah. same organization. Like, yeah, exactly. I need a little bit of that grain like, of salt to be able to digest it. You some, know what and I mean? and that's what like, a lot of people need. A lot of yeah, people just, just need that all the little time. bit of the comic relief with what is so deadly serious that you're trying to the get time, the point across. Right. Everything is fear, fear. Like, oh, this was this. So this is going to happen like this. Well, and they acknowledge it's, how ridiculous it is. Yeah, like the news too. just tries to lean into it, but it's like that this too. this shouldn't be happening. This is just literally how is this going on? That's what and I love. Like, like, like when he would like when he would like have segment when they have segments and they're just like, oh, so you just do and then and, and like they have like animations to like go along with it. And mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, like this is just absolutely ridiculous. Well, and it can convey the message more, like it can it can lock in your brain the certain things like like the event where he had uh John Oliver had it where he had people send in donations and turn himself into a charitable organization. And then someone sent in their actual seed. And like, I will never forget about that topic. Be- yeah, dude, it's a good episode, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'll never forget about that topic ever because of that, that what he tied it in with, like those are forever united and it's just like locked in my brain. Like sense their seed. Is that what yes, you said? Yeah. So originally people sent like bird seed as a joke. Cause it's like sending like seeding is like, that's like sending money to like the organization. So like people at first started sending money and then they started sending bird seed and then they started sending some other stuff that wasn't buried seed. And he's what like, the he's like, I'll put an end to this now. <laughs> hmm. Probably just got mixed up. They're supposed to go to the clinic. <laughs> right, right. Uh, which package was which? Oh, uh, yeah. This is uh what'd you say the weight was it? What'd you say the weight of this was? Under 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 point five inch. Under under point five, huh? Okay, okay. What are you shipping today? <laughs> uh, Seeds. Sounds like you got something in this. Uh, oh no 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 no! Non perishable. Non perishable. Carry on, sir. <laughs> Is it living? Uh, that's kind of up for debate. <laughs> Not now. Right. It has the potential. <laughs> Not now. Um. Maybe. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, that's the key. The like that's so wild. It is. But like, that's the aspect though with ours too. Like, that's how I feel like I battle that, that coworkers kind of argument to us. Like to, to, we know the stuff we talked about is pretty straightforward, deeper concepts that are a little bit more, it can be a little bit more dry and drawn out because it is so like hard to digest because it's so emotional. But if we break it up with like jokes and we bring it up with different clips and like, we just take it somewhere weird. Like we do like, it helps it better consume, you know, it helps it better for our viewers it's to relate as well in a way. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. And it breaks it up. It's just like when we're doing editing for like a part where we get all emotional and cut, that's when I'll throw in some kind of weird piece because it, it needs something to break it up a little bit and then throw us right back into it. Like it makes sense because you don't want to have too much of something. You're like, you want to have just the, enough, just what's, what's comfortable. Right. Like it's like a, it's just enough to peak and it's also not enough to like pull too much. Right. It's like, a uh, there's uh, my favorite type of like punk, like metal songs are the ones where it's like got angelic vocals, but it's also got the deep darkness. So it's got like these deep screams and these angelic vocals. And it's talking about something like, I don't know the topic in the middle. And it's just like, it's perfect. It's balanced it's like mm-hmm. for your ears. Right. I, exactly. I enjoy, I enjoy it too. Perfect. It's that, it's that balance of darkness and light. You know what I mean? Like you need absolutely. Both. And, I, and especially having both of those elements, like you get the people that are looking for that angelic, those vocals, like the music aspect too. And then you get the people that are like, they want the grunge, they want the scream, they want the emotion. All right, give me the pig squeals. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, concert last night was so much fun. I, nice. I'm so, so happy I was able to do that. Like that, that is not my, that is not going to be my only time seeing from ashes to new live in person. Like yeah. they put on a really good show and <clears throat> at least I was able to, I didn't get to see the entire thing as I showed up, they were playing. So they started a little bit sooner than I thought, but I just got there as fast as I could. And, uh, but I still got to see like the last like three or four songs that they played and saw my favorite song and Got a nice. good video out of it, and it's it, it was a great it was a great it was a great experience. And POD was good was good too. <laughs> They're another one that you can they kind of have like the vocals, and then they have like the scream, and they have like the light show, like just like from Ashes to New Hat. Like they're all very very similar. That's uh, I, I'm missing a concert by uh, uh, Dance Gavin Dance. Why I'm in New York, uh-huh. and they're like they're like literally everybody I show that band to at first is like, is that a girl? Like it's this dude singer, but he can hit these freaking like high notes up here, and then it just goes back into like so good. Like yeah, you it's, it takes certain talent to do that right too. Like it does, know. it does. It yeah. takes practice, right? You got to put in the time. Yeah, absolutely, and especially like these professional singers, they don't ju- they didn't just wake up yesterday and say I'm going to be a professional singer today, like. They do do that, but then they go on an entire journey and an entire like grind dedicated to their craft. Like no one attains that professionalism, that status just by being there. Like you have to put in the time, you have to put in the effort, you have to put in the work. Right. Music's so like like segregated kind of where it's like mm-hmm. a lot of no one probably liked them in the beginning you know I mean, there's probably a while where they're like we are where we're making just episodes you know I mean, same with them where they're making music and songs and because and no one everyone gets has their no own opinion gets, it just comes no down to people like, showing up ticket sales doing like, yeah. like are you doing something that other people can enjoy well and it's it's also though two people getting like used to you because that's what i've noticed when i watch like a new youtuber or a new like person like that it's like at first you're like all right this is kind of weird and they're kind of like a little bit different but slowly those isms and those different characteristics become like that's your favorite part about it it's like the right. dude from uh misfits like i couldn't stand him at first because he was annoying but he became one of my funniest this was just the funniest character of the whole show it's like they grow on you you know you need the individuality. 
I get that. Things are never truly annoying. They're just different, right? Right. Annoyance yeah. is something you're just not used to. Look inward. Why are you annoying? Annoying is something that's different that you don't approve of. That's continuing to um, take your focus. Right. That's where I've always tried to be open when, like, I hear when someone takes you plays a new song or takes you to do something that you've never done a part of, like you could have a great time. But if you go in there with the beginning thought of, well, I'm not going to enjoy this because I don't like such and such. There's no way you're going to enjoy it. You're never going to yeah, have because a good you time. Don't doing have, it. You like, that's not the right attitude. No, you're setting yourself up for failure. Like you got to go in there mm-hmm. with and like then every single time, like something doesn't go the right way. It's just going to be like, I told you, I don't want to do this. I told you I shouldn't be out here. It becomes a self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm-hmm. Well, look at what they're doing. Oh, that's so dumb how they do this. That's a da, da, da. And like, that's mm-hmm. what I've been trying to correct in myself is like, instead of looking at the thing, even around me in my everyday life, the thing that like, or like pointing out the thing to people that's like out of place or wrong, like focus on and pointing out the things that I like, 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 oh, that's like, look at this guy today or look at this, look at the positive things instead of like, oh, look how that guy parked. Look how that, look how like there's all that over around. Like it's what you choose to focus on as well. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're using your energy, right? Right. You're going to use right. it to benefit yourself or just put yourself in a worse mood. Exactly. You're painting your mindset. Like you're programming yourself for that day. You're, fo- you're teaching yourself to look for the negative things instead of looking for the positive things around you. And you're also thus expecting those negative things. Mm-hmm. And that's where like one, you're expecting. And two, you're expecting something negative to happen. Right. Like, like, God forbid something doesn't go that right way. Did you actually have a better day or was it worse? Because you didn't, because the negative things that you didn't, that you, that you expected didn't happen, but some other things that you didn't expect did that could be negative or positive. Right. That, that's like with a business too. Like if it's, it's what you expect, if you expect to fail or the people are going to like, you have to really like lean it. You just have to like be a little bit arrogant and cocky it. about it. Yeah. Like we're going to be great. We're going to do awesome. We're going to take off like this. You know what I mean? Like you have to believe it. Otherwise nobody else yeah. is going to, you have to be sold on it in order to mm-hmm. sell it to someone else. You have to be your like first. People fan. don't, ju- people don't just buy to buy. Majority nope. of people don't just buy to buy. Some people it's do just buy friends, to buy right? because it's comfortable. Right. But then some others have other factors that they take into account when they buy. Well, and you, and as a salesman, all you got to do is get them in the door. Like that's, you just have to get people open up to it. So if you can get them excited to at least check it out, your job is done. You know what I mean? It's that's why that, that, that expectation when you walk into like a store, like that, that like walk, walking onto a used car, walking onto a car lot and that car salesman just walks right up. Hey, anything I can help you with? Like, would you like to take this car for a test drive? Like they are there to help you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A good salesman should be, you know what I mean? It's your, you want them to be happy with it. I don't want somebody to sit there and watch all of our videos and like, I'll be the, I'll be the, I'll be the guy that goes onto the <laughs> car and watching and like, there'll be like several different salesmen that'll come up, like anything I can help you with anything, any of the, like, I'll, like, and then I'll, I'll be specifically looking for the one that doesn't come up to me. And I'll say you, <laughs> he's got a cowboy hat on. He slowly tips it up as he's leaning <laughs> against the wall, smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I got Leaning you. Up against Don't a random wooden fence one. in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Flicks his cigarette <laughs> this way. 
<laughs> Steve gets every single sale. I just, I don't get it. I, I'm the first one to present myself. Like I, I've been reading all these books. Like be the first. Like be the number well, shake one. Shake your head. Go out there. Steve about Steve that walks away in the background. He's wearing assless chaps with no pants on. <laughs> Walking off into the sunset. <laughs> So that's the trick. <laughs> Little did we know that Steve actually you like worked his way all the way up. <laughs> yeah, he was just cleaning the cars in the beginning. <laughs> exactly. He was just he was just like wipe it like he was just uh, one of those um one of he had the hand the towels. It was a, a car wash like drying the cars. Right. Most basic of jobs slowly worked his way that's how he learned it too is because one day he was just cleaning a car and someone was like hey i want him to help me and he's like i wasn't even doing anything right oh man that's funny kind of origin story created <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Would you guys ever see that like working at journeys or, or just working in retail? Like if you would see like someone that like was like overly excited that like went up to the customer and then the customer would actually like do business with someone else. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You can oh, yeah. definitely scare people off. Too friendly is creepy. I've done it to people before. Same, same. Mm-hmm. You just get into zone sometimes. And it's like some Absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing today? Everything's going good. Everything's going great. I want to help you. How can I help you? You're going to go with these shoes. These shoes. <laughs> Which way? These shoes. These shoes. These shoes. These yeah, socks. Yes. Are you good. okay? <laughs> uh, no, thanks. I'm just looking. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Just looking. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> go, go. He's not looking. <laughs> I'm a size 12. I, I, I want to try this one. <laughs> no, not even that. They would slowly, slightly or uh, sneakily sneak up to the other sales associate hey can you give me these some size 12 yep the moment yeah, you walked away like do you want to try anything out no i'm all set and then as soon as you walk away it's like can you grab me these <laughs> don't play them i'll try not choose right <laughs> just don't want to hurt i don't want to hurt their feelings and some it people it, that depends on the person though because there's those certain customers that are just as like uh, i don't want to say it this way but obnoxiously bubbly who yeah. want that interaction they want you to meet them at that level of just it's mm-hmm. like listen this isn't a job top. interview right <laughs> right <laughs> right but i'd rather they have go- them than mr negative nancy yeah any day. it's um it's the office that uh andy like like andy bernard he said there's two steps for ta- uh, like the the two steps for like essentially like growing in the organization, like personality mimicking and over enthusiasm. (laughs) So you basically just mimic the person that you're talking to overly enthusiastic about it. I know a lot of people that are actually like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like a lot of people have adopted that way as their personality. A bad one, I guess, depending on as long as you're not always trying to sell people. I don't think it's a bad one. Like to me, just because I've seen the show, like I, I associate it. Right. So, and then when the, when the, when the person does ha- turn out to have like an overactive ego, I'm just like, uh, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I feel like you do fall into that a little bit with customer service because like I said, you, you're meeting their level and sometimes you do just got to kind of like think stuff's cool that you really don't care about. You know what I mean? You have to like, cause what are you going to do? Like, you're just going to sit there like, okay, come on, let's go. Like I'm done with this conversation. Like da, 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 da. Like you have to like, um, cater to them a little bit where you're like, sometimes oh, yeah, it's where you learn some of the coolest yeah. weird that's stuff. Very though. true yes. too. You're like, I, I don't think I'm interested in this. And then all of a sudden it's just boom. Yeah. I remember Light back when I was burst. working at advanced auto parts, like just like earlier on, like one of the people came up to like buy something, like threw the money down on the table and I like treat others as you want to be treated. So I threw him his change back. <laughs> <laughs> And I think Dang a coin it. may have fallen. <laughs> oh no! The guy laughed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he laughed. He loved it. <laughs> my manager was just, and my manager was old. And he was old school. Like he didn't give a fuck. He was just like, <laughs> make was the, the customer, customer happy. Old man? Was it older man or older person? Uh, not like sixties, but well, like forties, like fifties, kind between of between forties and fifties. Yeah, something. I, I've realized that when old men give you crap. Give it right back to them. Give it that's right back. That's, that's exactly what they want, and they want that's how you my to man, just. That's how like, my manager at the pizzeria is, man. Like he f***s with you, and he wants you to fuck with him back mm-hmm. because th- that is that earns his you, that earns his respect is f***ing with him. Right. Sometimes it's annoying though because it's like you just. I don't want to right now. I don't want to have to go I, to that level. I, know. And I don't I want to that. have to sit and here and play see, a game. I see Let's that just get some of this. <laughs> I see that with some of like our some of our younger some of our younger people, like some of our younger employees, like they'll dish it, but they don't like to be the one that initiates it. And I can tell because I'm kind of that same way. Like I'm getting better, and because like I've been working with my manager for going on a year now, like I'm comfortable with him. Like I know what I can, I know what I can do to like poke Which you can get away with, right? without right. actually like poking just a little bit too much because I know what that bear can do. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah, that's, I guess it's the atmosphere of those type of jokes too, because it's like some poking is fun and it's like that. And then someone is just like, I don't know. It's like, I just don't want to play that game. Like, yeah. Like was, some of yeah. this old man humor is, a little morbid these days, right? A little bit old school thinking. Yeah. And it's just he, like he was playing a joke that he wasn't going to let me off for the concert. <laughs> I was like, "We talked about this a week ago. You had no problems with it then." I even said, "Like any, like anything that I can do." <laughs> like he had me going. That's what I'm doing. If you ask me anything, I'm obviously going to let you do. My first answer to you is probably going to be no. Right. <laughs> like, if I'm obviously going to probably tell you yes, my first answer to you is going to be no. <laughs> Got to be drag it out a little bit. <laughs> right. Got to work Can't for it. Can't make it that easy on you. Yeah. I know you're just asking me because you know you have to ask me, and I know I'm just answering <laughs> because you. I have to answer you, and so it's just like, okay, let's play with that a little bit. Making a mental game, right? Yeah, and I think that's that's probably the same reason they do it. Is it's it's a way to break the monotony. Those same questions, those same interactions, and I guess that's probably true. And especially because you think about it, the way that they learned was probably like the hardcore of like learn it this way or get the fuck out. It's how I've heard a lot of people. Yeah. And that's why they, that's why they, and like you said, like they break it with 
like they break the this is the way or the highway with like this is the way or the highway but we're all in this together and i'm gonna fuck with you and we're family right right i'm gonna like and that's usually what it is they're trying to get a smile they're trying to get a laugh mm-hmm. and that's gonna be when it could be awkward too when they're not funny they're saying something really kind of inappropriate and like yeah. everybody's just not <laughs> laughing the and they're one. like they're the only ones laughing even yeah. more obnoxiously because they're and trying they to repeat it because they <laughs> thought nobody heard it the first time oh she would always ask them like she would wait till they're done laughing and she'd be like why was that funny and then just very deadpan very just calm just like why was that funny will you explain that to me and then when in the, their time of explaining it they it's lost all of its humor and everything and because they had to explain it, it. and mm-hmm. then like putting it out in the air like oh wow and they really sound like an ass too because they have to I'm explain what think. exactly and it's like it's such a great way to just turn it on them by asking a question it is like, it really right? is how's that funny i didn't get i didn't understand saying, that. like that's not very funny well of course it is you don't get it now it's like tell me how that is funny mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You want to talk? Like, why? Why is it funny? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had those conversations with myself in my journal. Yeah, yeah. I'll bet Didn't you that's something. My head, but yeah, that's probably how things were like way back in the day when it was like just like bartering face to face. Like you, you built those relationships with like the people that you would see often. So like you would probably like with with each other every now and then just like keep it cordial and keep it funny. But, and then like, if that's how you did business, like then people knew like how they could approach you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Are the people you want to do business with too? You know, you're you're going to do business with this person is personable. This person will talk to you. This person will actually like engage with you. This person just puts their stuff on the table and then has an honor system jar that they expect you to just put your money into and not just steal their stuff. Well, and yeah, some might want that super strict by the book. We're very organized, get in, get out. And then some people might want that. No, let's shoot the shit. Let's mm-hmm. like go play a game of golf. Like, you know what I mean? Like different strokes for different folks, right? Right. And then that's, that's how you find who you like coordinate with. That's who you find who you do business with is people who associate with you or vibe with you, I guess. Like that's a, that's the phrase. That's the phrase for it now. Like it comes down to who you vibe with. Right. And then that circle of who you vibe with, you are a product of excuse me that circle and the knowledge that you share in that circle i wish like a part of me wishes that we could go back to at least some forms of the barter system instead of so much just like transactional like cash system but like services for services or not i think it's very underground it's discouraged because it's not attain that through like dealing with people and not dealing with businesses and robots so like marketplace for example like i see something for sale on marketplace and okay you want this much i see these errors with it i barter you down to this much we shake at this at this amount like we don't shake covid whatever maybe we'll shake (laughs) one day i don't know but we actually like have the we actually go back and forth or if it's something that i'm just like hey you're asking the right price and here you go Barter might not be that, the right word. I think bartering is the right word, isn't it? Isn't bartering when you trade goods for goods instead of cash Bar- for goods? And, and barter is going back and forth. 
Like, what is I mean, it for? You, trading give, services for services and goods for goods. It would Instead still of trading be, currency. It would still be oh, okay, got you. Because that's where it's like. Because on the marketplace, if you're like, I'll give hey, you eight check. I'll get. I'll give you eight chickens and three hours of my son coming over to your house and plowing your yard for two hours of using your tractor and a gallon of your finest cow's milk. Right. Or, or even simpler. Like I do maintenance, but I need, I don't, and cut, to I sweeten don't the deal, well, I will so throw come. in my wife's homemade peach cobbler. It is to die for. <laughs> but even train like maintenance work for haircuts, you know what I mean? Like that's something I would do. And I, I, it would take 10 minutes. Yeah. I could go trade services for services. My, like you cut my hair. I'll fix your light. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and like you do that with friends and stuff like that, but it's discouraged on a communal level because you can't tax it. So like the government doesn't get their cut of those that interactions. Well, you know I, what I, mean? I feel like, I mean, there's a level of things that tax is expected on. And then there's a level of things that it's like, why is it tax? No, the, the government still cares. Like if you do. if you do those service trades enough times, they want you to start a business and start. I taxing recently for those I recently learned that yeah, Venmo actually started doing this. Really, um, a friend of mine that I use Venmo with quite often, it now asks me on every single one of my transactions to hey, is this for a service? Like they should like the seller should be getting taxed on this. I'm like, it's not for a service, right? And that's what it is. It's just that extra cut. That's what went away with the barter system is because. You didn't have well, an extra. That's what, little... And businesses, at the end of the day, they want what they're owed. Yeah, I mean, well, the, yeah. That's and why so, they have the protections around them. Different states don't do that. You know, what I mean, some states don't have sales tax. Some do. You know, what I mean, some find their taxes from other places. How many and don't have income tax? Don't have a sales tax. I'm not sure. I feel like there's a few though that don't have any, and it's different from state to state that you go. But they just uh, tax a lot else. that don't have income yeah. tax. As far too. as I know, Arizona, every state has, has their own tax. sales tax. I don't think there's any states that don't have a sales tax. I feel like I've heard that there is. I don't know. I'll I know Florida has a 7% sales tax. But they have no income tax. What? Yeah, same with Arizona and I think Texas too. No wonder people move there. Well, that's the thing is it's they're pulling it from somewhere else. You know what I mean? If they're not taxing, yeah, essentially you here, they're, they're taking tax it more out of your taxes in your pay, probably because it's actually going to like public works. Alaska, Delaware, and Montana do not have sales taxes. Interesting. So really, Alaska pe- doesn't have income taxes either. That's <laughs> moving to Alaska. That's a perk of moving to Alaska. <laughs> no income tax, no sales tax. What? Nine states don't have income tax. Eleven out of twelve months of the year below zero temperature. It is nighttime no for like six months. Yeah. <laughs> How cool would the stars look? Yeah. Property is expensive in Alaska. Awesome I stars, up. property values. You could, I mean, that extra money just heat your house. Zero for eleven <laughs> yeah. out of the twelve months. You have heaters in the house, you know. Ig- igloos, <laughs> igloos, yeah. Central heating. Heat. I don't think Arcos, I'd, I should talk to. We've been to school with people who lived in Alaska. Yeah. Can I mean, just ask some in, questions. Well, my ex actually lives in Alaska. How does she oh, like wait. it? I think she enjoys it. I haven't talked to her in a 
quite a while, but she reached out like a handful of years ago. Nice. We I don't know what I mean, to do with Alaska in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it was wild. They probably find stuff to do. You know what I mean? They probably do ice skating. and. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I know that I've seen like documentaries or like nature shows on like stuff in like Alaska. I mean, there's yeah. some really nice places around Alaska. They have like a string of islands too. Yeah, they're right I on the those ocean. Up on Google Maps, dude. I yeah, I actually looked up like whales. The size of Alaska is like almost double the size of California. Like it's, it's huge, big, it's huge, huge, and it has tons of natural resources. Like that's one of our main suppliers for oil and stuff like that too. So like, there's a lot of like natural resources that we get out of there's Alaska. There's a lot of open land that's on uncl- that well it's probably it's claimed right now but it's there's it's not as like de- there's a lot of open undeveloped land. Right? Yes. Right. Or even just undeveloped. It might not not necessarily be open. Like corporations may own it and they're going to drill owns it. it. Nowadays someone owns It'd it. Be cool <laughs> just to own a random lot yeah. of land out there. You got an airdrop to get into it, even if it's just like one acre in the middle. And just yeah. buy one little, just I own that. <laughs> no one can tell me to leave. And you just have these corporations that are just throwing money at like getting you to leave, and you're just like, you can break my bones, but you can't crush my spirit. Build a tiny little cabin. <laughs> oh, my spirit! <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just. That is like the land grab has been done. You know what I mean? Like all like the segments have been kind of like bought and paid for. Now you're just buying them. I think there's only like a handful of like acres of land in some like desolate area of like, I think California that is like, it's like no man's land. Like no one owns this land. So all of these people have started a community and that's, that's one of those areas that like oh, yeah. you don't need like, like there's no like you, I don't think they have like electronics and they have, they have solar their panels own and stuff like that version of like I think cash is probably king out there. But they probably have other ways of currency as well, but you can essentially live off the grid like no one has a postal service, I think, out there. It's much more communal living. Like, like yes. looking at, from what I watched, there's a dude who runs like a uh, a cafe there, so he can come in. Like, he's the only one with like electricity because he has solar panels, and you can come there and like charge your phone, and you can like run your computer and go off his Wi-Fi. And Interesting. Like, yeah, so like he set up a little like business organization and like serves people coffee and stuff. And yeah, so it's either like you know you're paying people or you're they need help with something else and they're the only ones out at, there. So it's at the end of the day, your like you're going to do business with people. Right. So, or, or, or I'm sorry, let me, let me rephrase that at the end of the day, that's a, a community of people out there that you can do business with. You just right. have to find a way how serving well, them coffee, giving them resources, two easy ways. Yeah. Well, and that's where it's two like major ways. Again, cash is a tool. You know, I mean, that's one way to pay for the service. Like, it's it's not the only way, but you can also like it is a way to pay for the service. Like, I guess it's a way to pay for an inequality in services. So, if someone does something much grander that you have to save up for, that you'd have to do thirty of your services for to equal one of their services. You know what I mean? Like, it's to help balance that a little bit more. They just don't have enough opportunity that I can just like sell my soul for like five years to pay for a wedding ring. Right. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Three and months I, and, I can't, and, and as much as the opportunity is mouthwatering, I can't just lop off my left leg and get a house with that. I mean, the black market pays right. quite a bit for, it does. for human organs. Limbs. So there's, but I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm, what I mean by that is there's other <laughs> things. Like I can't just, hey, who wants this leg? 200 going once. Like, yes, I can sell it, but there's other ways that I would have to sell it. Plus, I'd be without a leg. <laughs> trade offs, man. Everything has a trade off. Mm-hmm. I mean, wheelchairs, saving, man. saving on money. Saving on work, right? Losing a leg. <laughs> they uh, they put some crazy values on limbs. That's it's funny you say saving money too, because it's like I, I feel like in my money, in my mind, that's like two different ways to make money. You can either make more money, or you can save more money, and it kind of either one works out. You don't always have to make more cash. You just have to start spending some. That comes spend down less. to that comes down to are you saving or are you growing? Because it depends what you're saving doing doesn't grow. I mean, it depends what you're spending that money on because you could save and money by depends, not spending on it, stuff you don't need. But it also depends on how you're saving it. Like you put it in a savings account that has like a extremely low APR, but then you could put it in like a high yield so that you can earn interest off of your sum, or you can put money in your mattress. You put money in your mattress and that's not growing. It's growing as you grow it. Whereas the other way is electronic and it has electronic ways of growing. I'm saying saving it more by the mattress can burn, saving it more by the decisions that you make. So instead of buying a cup of Starbucks or a cup of coffee at Starbucks every day, you buy a coffee pot and you make coffee every day. You know what I mean? You're saving yourself. Saving the money that you would normally spend on the coffee at Starbucks to save up for a coffee pot. Shopping insurance, tightening your belt, tightening your belt a little bit and like, living with like figuring out what you like actually need your indulgences yeah. yeah you're still gonna get your caffeine buzz from the coffee you make at home you know what i mean mm-hmm. you just want to buy the experience you want to buy the whole well like, and that's where a lot of people that are frivolous they either just are scared of spending money they still have impulsive tendencies or <clears throat> they can willingly have that willpower so that they can like tell themselves, this is what this needs to do. I sound like that. I'm very impulsive, but also very frugal. <laughs> like I make rash decisions, but never about my money. <laughs> I'm like, I have, it's so hard. I'm like, Mr. Krabs, and you're trying to pull that money out of my hand. It's like, eh, do I really need it? <laughs> do, like, do I really need this doctor's checkup? <laughs> it, it really, de- it, it depends on what the service is that, or what the, product or service that I am considering is right. I I try to go through a process. Like I try not to just buy things on a whim. I try to like prioritize my purchases, especially going through the summer and like not making as much, even though this summer I did a pretty good job actually, like just in terms of staying employed, but in terms of like that period that I was that like less than a month that I wasn't working or employed. Yeah, but I mean, that's what you that's what you have net, to right? do when you don't have the income consistently coming in. You have to prioritize what you have to spend on. Mm-hmm. Right, it comes that, down real just quick. Having responsibilities—that's what you need to do. Well, and that's where it's like what we think are necessities when you have money, and when you, 
I think are necessities when you're broke are two different things. When you're, when you're oh, broke, oh, yeah. it comes down to the natural needs of an animal. It's like food, water, and air, <laughs> like and, and a house or something to put your head under. Like, yep. that's all you care about. When you have money, it's like, I need, I need internet. I need a car. I need this. I need like all these other things. And it's like, no, those are extras. Like you don't need it's those. To extra. <laughs> you know, I think like, it's wild. Like the program that I work on, they like, they're like, they're calling like, like, like they're considering and they, they want me to categorize, categorize, um, internet as a utility. And I'm just and especially for like kids that are attending, like on like remote school, like that legitimately is a necessity. You need to have an internet connection in order for your child to receive the schooling. Right. I mean, that's, that's the society. We, we created internet as a necessity now, but we don't make it, you know, it's not accessible to everybody, but it is like, if you like mm-hmm. applications are online, like if you don't have a job and you can't pay for internet, you have to go to a public library because you have to turn an online application. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Like anywhere you go and ask for a job applica- application, you apply online. Yep. Like no place carries. I back when I worked at Arby's, we had like a booklet of applications. Mm-hmm. I submitted a paper application. It was before like the rise of the internet and everything going online. This was back when in charge of ordering back in two thousand like stacks. <laughs> two thousand five, two thousand six. It was probably like two thousand eight. I think is when the internet like really took off. Right. So that was like the year before we graduated. Honestly, That's the job I have now is the first job I ever applied for online. Really? really? Mm-hmm. Dang. I did a Hollister lot of was close. I had to apply on the computers in Hollister. My but. number of online applications that I've applied for and worked is significantly higher than the number one. Than the what? I don't know. A lot of the places I went to just... Higher than uh, the number one. Oh, okay. No, that's a lie. Fifth third, I had to I had to apply online, but that was Almost the job that I had. Right everything this. that I've worked since like the year two thousand, Jesus, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. See, that that brings up like another issue with that because they're like, you have to have a resume. You have to build your resume. It has to like show who you are. But we're not going to look at it. You have to just plug all that information into this thing and it's going to break it up. So many people have an issue with that. It's it's like like, you have, you, you require me to attach my resume and then you ask me questions that are all answered mm -hmm. on my resume. Like what was Mm -hmm. your last, what was your last, who was your last employer on resume? How long did you work on for for said employer on resume? What are your skills on resume? Mm -hmm. What feedback do you have? Why did you ask me to submit a resume? Well, and, and it's it's supposed to auto upload it when you put it in there. It's supposed to auto fill it all. A lot of them, they're never supposed worked. to. It, it, it never had never it flawlessly. Like never had every it, yeah, one of my the, name and my number. Every and stuff, one of but, them, I've had to look at the boxes and like, ah, uh, that city right. is not my address. My employer is not my zip code. Like, what is going on here? And that just goes back into we're being forced to integrate into this technology that's not even fully functional. You know what I mean? We're making it such a pivotal part of our entire like. Well, that's how you fine tune it, right? It is. And a lot of companies of the to make the they have these mediums so that they can weed out the talent. Because yeah. you have the talent, you have the knowledge, you will go through the hoops 
than someone that doesn't have the talent and doesn't have the knowledge and doesn't want to have the skills. They are not going to go through the hoops. And then they're not unless, for your position. Unless the dollar amount is the right dollar amount compared to what you're getting right now. Right. And then it speaks volumes. Then it goes to a lot down to they are chasing the money. But that, mm-hmm. that's just a byproduct. That's not why they made them that way. They're, you know what I mean? They're flawed. And then, yes, you can see it adds that it's just the people who really want it that it will apply. But it's over people who can't get a job and are used to playing the system and know how all those things work. Because that's what I've learned from doing. Like, if you use like Indeed to find applicants, at least right now in this weird time we are with jobs and stuff like that, holy cow, was it wild. Like, some of the most wildest interviews from these people who like, decent looking applications but the moment we brought them in for an interview man it was just like well because indeed is, indeed is just an application that everyone has at their fingertips once you actually see them in person that's where you're putting them on the spot like now right. it's put up or shut up like right. you have given me a paper outline of what i expect to receive in terms of the person that is presented in front of me now it's up to you to fulfill how that outline is painted. Yeah. I don't know if it's like the times or because I'm older, different, different places, but I feel like people are more like nervous in interviews now too. Like nerves are always a thing in interviews, but like people have just been so like, I guess I'm in a different kind of industry too, but Scared like, to talk about themselves. Yeah. Like jerks, it's like working with kids who are even like teenagers and stuff like that. Like it was sometimes you'd have to open them up. I mean, but I can sympathize with that just because like even myself, like, like getting to know these younger employees that I work with, like I wasn't as a hundred percent open with them in the beginning. I tried to like be open. Like, Hey, if you ever have like, you ever want to talk, whatever, like I'm here, like I'm a, I'm a friendly presence. Like I'm not here to like reprimand. I'm not here to look down on you. Like think of me as like an older brother per se. And some people, they may take to that and they may be opposed to that because this just how they are. Right. Different yeah, people are going to take things different ways. And it just, right. it comes down to putting the time and just putting the effort into learning. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, if you're, if you're in an interview, they're asking you, all you got to do is answer the questions. You know what I mean? That's all they're like, asking of you. Don't think about it too much. Like I, I'd rather you just be, I can tell when someone's being opus open with me and when someone's trying to tell me what I want to hear in a good interview, I, you don't have to have the perfect answers. No. I want to see if you're relatable. It goes back to what we were talking before. Do I want to do business with you? Do right. I want to sit here and work like, eight hours a day with you? Do be a do real I, person with do me. Do I feel like you can learn the information and do the position and represent the company in a positive manner? And fit with the team. Like you may be able to do the job, but if you're not going to be like a cohesive part of the team, and I don't think you're going to like intertwine well, like That's you could be toxic for everything. Yeah. Disintegrate what you've built That's already. Very true. You can wreck the dynamic. True. So it's like, do you get along? And that's where we have like working interviews in this industry where it's like, you're going to come work for like two or three hours and we're going to see how you work around people. How you, how, do you like the job and do, do you do good at the job? Are you good with, you the, pay them? with the atmosphere? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which we don't pay for interviews, which is weird because you're still asking the same thing, but working interview, we pay them for. Because we're actually working then. 
Interesting. You pay them for just an interview. You're paying them to take your manager's time. That's true. That's true. I haven't heard as of heard of as many working interviews, but that is a very interesting concept. Yeah. It's like, yeah, especially if they've already been in the industry, you know how to do the job. You know what I mean? It's just, just, we want to see which, but even then, like they know that they're being graded. They know that they're being like observed, but we tell them in the same aspect, like I, this working interviews for both of us, I'm trying to see this, but I also want you to take this time to see if you like our shop and especially our shop because it's got character uh it's like do you like enjoy the character of the shop like you know what i mean so just it's how you sell it to them as well where it's like this is for both of us you know what i mean like interesting yeah i'm gonna have to ask around and see if other place other industries in other places do like these working interviews I want to say we did a couple of journeys, but I can't remember. I had so, a really interview at Midnight Sun and Cruise, and she had that's me try to sell that, her some sunscreen or something. That's got to be something, some, something specific to the retail yeah. industry. I think that Good. is because it's like people can tell you all day, but to know how someone's going to work either for one with customers and two in a fast paced environment, like, like I said, they could tell you all day and they could say anything to you they want in this interview, but it's like, is this going to be the kid who's going to stand behind the counter? Or is this kid who's going to go up and jump and help everyone uh, out? Yeah. Which I've had who's people who's going to be helpful personal. to teammates, not try to make them look bad and make themselves look better. Right. Because journeys, I definitely ran into people who were great with this one on one, but as soon as you put yeah. them on the sales floor, they like would go hide behind the sock tree. And yeah. It's, get out there (laughs) you're here to help them Mm -hmm. but some of those people too like that's what you can't discredit either like some of those people once you broke them from that and you got them out of that comfort zone like even myself i was the same way like i was not a social butterfly but i had to learn to be and i ended up enjoying it it was tough for me in the beginning when i was working at advanced auto like at first i just mostly just stayed behind the counter because that's what i they came to me like they had to they had to check out with me and then it was when i would see people like in the aisles and like if they were in the aisles for a while like hey is there something i can help you with like any questions don't hesitate to let me know blah 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 you just you learn you learn how you learn you learn how to be there but not push right Right. and then it involves a red fine line right it involves even more random conversations and you'll just go up mm-hmm. and open people up with a joke. And it's, you it's your comfortableness. Know. It's how comfortable you are in the situation. Like, like you're a bunch of strangers are coming into your place and you have to be comfortable talking with new people. You've never talking to like you're their guide for this store. That's a lot of pressure for some people. And then until you've done it a lot. When I transferred from back home over to here, going back for resuming school, one of the older people at the store over here that I worked at, they were, we, I remember we had a meeting and they, they talked about this. They were like, the biggest complaint that I have for you is that you take so long with the customer, but it's also a positive because you take four times the amount of time that anyone else takes with the customer, but you give that customer an experience that customer buys more than one product because you give them recommendations. Like you do the dance, you do it extremely lengthy, but you give them an experience. You, I think he was trying to say it so that he could like use us to like 
teach him how to be faster and use him to teach us how to be more personal. Well, and they're right. not only going to buy more that one day, and they're coming like, back again. Like they have now a personal interaction with someone in that store. It's like they're going to come back. They come back. They're going to want to work with you individually. That's also true. The biggest thing that I hear about dispensaries is you can have all the great product. That's important. Good flowers, important. All that stuff's important. But the thing that I'm learning that customers want the most is a face that they recognize. They want to recognize the people that when they go in, they want to know who they're talking to and they want to have that interaction. They don't want to just, they're very put off when there's a new face and they don't know the people they're having these interactions with. That's a direct correlation to the product at that point, right? Like if you're going to keep having turnover, how good is your product then? Right. And even keep people. Who you want to do business with. Yeah. What if that person, like they, so they come in, they deal with Sasha one Mm -hmm. day. They absolutely fall in love with Sasha. Sasha was great. She was amazing. She's really good. They continue to come back to see her. Sasha moves on. She gets a job offer at another company. And now that person's just going to never come back to the dispensary because Sasha doesn't work there. So it's more like they get to know the crew. They feel comfortable with the place. Like it's more when you have a, what I've been through is like wipeouts where like they don't recognize anybody when they come in, at least it'd be like, okay, I still know them. And you have to get them used to the newbie. And like, this is so, and so, but it's like, when you go change everybody, people are like, I don't feel like I've heard it so many. I don't feel like I know anybody here anymore. I don't feel like I know like in this very just concerned kind of way. And it's like, you're like the only recognizable face anymore. And it's like, it's this very like, it's something that you wouldn't think because like you said, they're just going to move on and they're still getting their, their bud they're You know what I mean? They right. still get to go through the process, but to them who they interact with. And it's what we talked before, who you want to do business with, you know, the interaction you're about to get into because you, to some degree, know this person, you trust them. You've well, built okay, that level so of trust. I guess I would look at that as you have the bud tender and you have the manager and I would think that the regulars, the people that consistently buy that know the crew, know the manager. And if the manager was also in consistent flux, like the bud tenders, then that would be reason for concern. But if the manager was always consistent, it's like you can't control people to work and you can't control people to work the way that you want them to. You can give them your feedback, but then they have to interpret it as they do. Right. And some people just don't have the work ethic. I don't think it's like a, they're choosing, Oh, I don't want to shop here. Cause I don't trust their stuff. I literally think it's like, people just don't feel comfortable. Like they feel like, like the family's moved out or yeah, I guess they do feel like things might've changed and they lose kind of that stability into it. But like you said, it's more when there's a complete, Changeover, not so much when like just Betty left. People will like, still ask, be like, "Oh, because I can, because I, I, I can even attest to that for like the pizzeria that went through a changeover. Like it's it's myself, my manager, and the other driver. We're the three that's left from the old regime. Our regulars recognize us; they know us, and they're comfortable with us. They're getting more comfortable with our newer people, and our newer people are starting to learn who they are. But they and and they'll talk to the new people and then they'll talk to us like they don't just talk to like they they interact with everyone that they know. Yeah. You were the staple that keeps them a sense of 
a sense of familiarity with the place. And a, and a, and a good manager is going to be there and involved. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're vouching for that newbie too. They're like, Oh, this guy approves of this newbie. Like if you, cause you're, you're like, Oh, this is so until you kind of get that newbie. And you know what I mean? You and make it's that some of connection. the most enlightening moments to like see that camaraderie between customer and man and like your manager that it's like they built their relationship over time that you can also build that relationship with them over time. Yeah. That's the same. It goes right back with the, the oh, yeah, at least that's customers. how I've always, that's how I look at it. It's especially a lot of these regulars that are really, really close with the other driver. It's like, mm-hmm. I just, I try to, I try to almost, I, I try to make it seem like that, like we're not, like we're not two different people like that driver that's been there for 15 plus years. I'm going to be just as nice. I'm going to be just as cordial. You are going to get the best experience out of me. Just like you do that. Right. Your regulars are just as important. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. notice when your regulars don't show up, you notice when you stop like a, somebody who you've seen every two weeks, every week. And you're like, well, I haven't seen them in a month. Has anybody, you'll ask around, like, has, has anybody seen them? Like there have been a handful, like since we did the, since we did the remodel that um, there have been a handful that like, I don't recognize, or at least I, I don't recall or recognize them calling in anymore. Some of them were a little bit older. So, I mean, I, I don't have a way to ask about that. So I really don't know, but, um, some of them, I also have a, feel, I have a feeling like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, we don't really do very much of that. Our, our menus online. So we tell everyone like QR code and whatever. So, and, but, um, and yeah, so, and put, but what I, what I'm trying to say is I think like this one person probably called during the time that we were closed and takes that as we're closed forever because they, oh, they yeah. they're in a nursing home and they'd never get out. So they don't know. Got you. Guess it's for opposite. Like I said, I have no way of asking. Right. This is a way to overcome that is the branding, the marketing, like send out flyers, the grand reopening or something. That's huge. Like, which we did. <sighs> we had advertisement around the reopening. And I feel like the mistake that a lot of businesses do with that is they make that decision. They're like, make the change. And then, Oh, we'll tell everybody. But I feel like, like what you really need to do with that is you really need to like feed that to your customers ahead of time, like in advance. Yeah. Like if you're changing hours, you're, you're going to post it everywhere. You're going to let everybody well, know. So I mean, when it happens, really it's coming, for, it's coming, for, yeah. the, for like two weeks per, for, so we had a meeting that we were told of all the changes and then we were told that we were going to be closed for Memorial Weekend. But well, what about then, your customers? How long were they told in advance? I think that was probably about like a week and a half, two weeks. Okay. So that because I remember that I worked later that day, so I told people they had later that day, the next day, the next weekend. Like I told everyone, like, hey, by the way, we're on this week, starting on this day, we're going to be closed for about two weeks while we do some updating to the restaurant. We're under new ownership. We have some big plans. Like we're only going to be closed for two weeks. We're going to be open back up. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have this and that. And please give us a call at that time. We're looking forward to it. We appreciate your business. We want to continue to make you guys happy. I mean, with that business, that's even almost close with the two weeks because think somebody who might only go to you guys once a month. Like that's their yeah. going out budget is once a month. So like, yeah. or what? I guess you weeks. just, you hope that as, as another month passes that they call it. Oh, nice. They're open this time. 
True. True. That's where people like do they get that dramatic thing. Well, it's done forever. Yep. It's just gone. <laughs> like we've had a couple people that have called that are, that are like, Oh, such as I told us you guys close forever. It's like, don't know where such, they got that idea. We, we, we were only, we were only closed for a short period of time. We're back open. How can I help you? Is this for pickup or delivery? That's what it's like. Kevin said, it's the market. You really have to control the narrative. You really have to control the story before the people start controlling it you for do. you. And Even I mean, like one of our, like one of our regulars just yesterday, like taking him like, Hey, such and such told me you guys were closing. Don't know where they got that idea. We have right. not said or indicated anything that we're closing permanently. We got big plans. We got a lot of things in the works. They haven't said anything to me about that. They're closing. Right. It, it, dude, it's, it's wild how rumors are like half things and like rumor mills. And I, I have to think there was probably like, he was probably just talking to a buddy that called during the renovations and Oh no, sorry. We're closed. Yeah, like, oh. like a, a friend in passing said, I bet they're closed now. Or, oh, it looks like they're closed when they One drove by. Yeah, because yeah. you have drapes up. Boom. And then it's yeah. just, oh, they're closed. In the current like, day, drive by. You'll see our new marquee. You'll see our new <laughs> mural. You'll see the new parking. Like, you'll see everything that we've put. That's almost right. where you have to dictate how uh, your marketing change goes. Like, do you change the sign first to show, yeah, we're not closed. We wouldn't pay to change a sign. But the inside's getting redone now. That's a good right. call. Yeah, it's like, well, they just put a new sign in. Why would they close? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good they, point. They pumped all this money in so they could burn it down and collect the insurance. Like giving people incentive that you're not done. Yeah. Yeah. Like when they give, like in a season for like an anime or something like that, where they give you a teaser. Well, they can't just end it here. Like they, it can't just be done here. They haven't told us. New intentions. Like you're going to start looking for them down the road. Hey, is there a new season out yet? You're going to, you're not going to wait until you see a commercial about that season. You're going to go hunt them down and see when they're, see when it comes out. And then you pull that information up and then it's like, oh yeah, we're going to come back in like four years, maybe. Yeah. They can't figure out the budget and all this is going down and they're yeah. having issues with the production crew and the mm -hmm. broadcasting station. And I have questions for you on an anime that I've been watching after this based on <laughs> stuff like that. I don't want to deface it here because it's been pretty good up until the certain point. It's still not <laughs> bad, but I have questions. So are we circling or are we wrapping up we've been we talking for a while was, yeah we covered a lot of things we covered kev's question too that you posted earlier like do you think we're moving away from a transcending which i want to go into that a little Did bit we? more yeah we touched we talked about random things a little, like a little bit. i don't know if stuff. we necessarily talked about if we're gonna like if we're transcending it i mean i feel mm -hmm. like we talked about people getting fed up with the rigmarole of basic jobs and not doing what they're passionate that's about always been present like that's if, not new but capitalism is doing a bunch of the same stuff make a bunch of the same thing to make the most money and people are less worried about the money now right when we can more speak out we can talk online and say no we all agree that this is ridiculous like no i don't want to do this and it paid nothing like we can more get together instead of like no this is what you got to do you gotta be working beat and have that American dream and have the nice house with the white picket fence. I think it is coming down to, it is definitely coming to a point where there is, there, there needs, there is, it seems that there can be less securities and less control that you can let the people do more of what they want to do because they're just going to do it anyway. 
and then you can be involved for the extremes. Well, that's where I think like you were saying, like let people do their passion. Is that in the sense of government? In the sense of, yeah, just government and authority in general. Like that, like you have a lot of families that are dependent on the government assistance. And those ones that are dependent on that assistance never truly advance because they're scared of being able to advance. Well, and also though, like the system we set up, it's hard to advance. We're like you have to, it's hard to pursue another career because you have to make money while pursuing that new career. So it's hard to make that step up when you have to work every day and then try to go to school while working every day to get a better paying job. You know what I mean? So if like you're working at McDonald's as a manager trying to support your three kids, you're making a decent amount of money, so you're getting by, but it's hard to invest more time to take yourself a step above that. You know what I mean? Because you don't go. You're raising a family. What do you want to do when you get home from work and get done working with the kids? You want to go and right. do more extra work, right? Yeah, more, do more, do more, more self-help, educational reading for yourself for the betterment of the lifestyle of your kids. That's where I think. But like, where's the time though? Where's the time in there, right? Because at some point I, you need to sleep. I guess too you just. And... I guess you just expect every parent to adopt the Uberman schedule. Right. They should. It's, it's what kids are for. <laughs> is to help you adopt it. I guess that's where I feel like 14 to like 22. That's when you should work. That's the people who should work all these like service jobs. That should be all the of our basic ground floor jobs is all those people to teach you working with a team, working shitting conditions, customer service, humbleness. I feel like it would teach a lot of those basic skills. So then when you go into the actual job force at an older age, you can progress and do bigger things and know how better to work with the team and and then, yeah, you just yeah, keep progressing. And then on the and other spectrum, you, you have these people that a position was created for them and they've been essentially covered and taken care of by their family. Yeah. Or taken care of through family means that they mean well, they have good intention, but they have not had to necessarily encounter as much as much strife as another individual that hasn't had that family care per se. Yeah. Everybody's got their own story though, right? And experiences yeah. that they gain from that. There's jobs in corporations that are like that too, where like I've seen posts from people like that. They're like, people don't know this, but I haven't done anything. <laughs> in the last like three months and I make over a hundred thousand dollars a year. Like, cause they're just, their jobs over their positions overlooked. They have to click a button every like so often, but they're swimming in the money. They don't, they're just overlooked. Like blows my mind. And some families that they, 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 that's what they do. They, that's how they keep it in the family is just have these funds that the kids have access to. Yeah. Yeah. Trust funds. But then a lot of a lot of people are seeing the downside of that though too. That happens. I'll have a trust fund kid. That's where you see more and more well, wealthy the, people not pass down their money. Exactly. You have the intention behind it, which is good intention. Like right. the child always has income that they can be protected through. But then you have these children that get the money at the young age that they don't mm-hmm. learn the responsibility at the same time. And the value of a dollar. That's where the yeah. separation is. You got to understand the value of work. Right. Absolutely. Because it doesn't matter how much money you have, you can waste it fast. Mm-hmm. If you want to, millions. That's why millionaires, like people who win the lottery, go broke all the mm-hmm. time. 
It's because if you because don't know how to the, do with your money, you're going just to lose because it. you have a large sum doesn't mean that your spending habits or that your spending tendencies has or will change. Right. Like if you made like a if you mean they won the lottery either, won three hundred million dollars, you'd be set for the rest of your life if you lived it right. Right. But you could also wait for the next two years. Because of the rate of inflation, they're saying that we need to have like 10 million to be set for the rest of our lives. But I guess it just depends on like what your time frame you're looking at is. <laughs> yeah. How long yeah. do you expect to live? And what quality of life do you want to have? Like how much that do you too. need? Like, do you want a big house or are you cool with just like a little right. something or nothing? On wagon wheels and yeah. How much do you save money? How much, yeah, how extravagant do you want to live? Like, there's a lot of factors that go into that. A lot of different factors, and it's all relative to what you want to do. Again, you know, it's yeah. what do you want to do? What makes you happy? It's sort of like you just have to find a budget for your life. Like, how much money do I actually need to accomplish things that I have to pay for? And then how much do I have to work to attain just that? Mm-hmm. And then everything else is extra. All the time after that's extra. What you do with that extra money is extra. It's that bare minimum break even. Sure is. Guess we weren't done with the episode. <laughs> <laughs>